Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's let's have a great show, guys. Welcome, Survivor fans. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. It's December 8th, 2016. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host tonight, so please allow me to thank you for joining us for Mike and the Mike with host Mike Albright, who is and always will be the number one Survivor fan in the world. He's currently met 448 Survivor cast members, and next week his number should increase because he's, as usual, going out to L.A. to the Survivor finale, and he will meet all the cast members from the season. Boy, that sounds like fun. Um, but tonight, Mike has a very special guest from Survivor Worlds Apart. The winner of that season, Mr. Bob Crowley, will be here to let us know what he's been up to and to recap last night's episode of Survivor Millennials versus Gen X. And as always, if you'd like to join in the conversation, all you have to do is dial one three four seven two three seven five five zero six, and once you're on our switchboard, please remember to press the number one key on your phone to let us know that you're ready to join us on air. If you don't press the number one key, we think you're just listening to Mike and the Mic from our switchboard, and your call may not get picked up. So don't forget to press the number one. Now, let's get the show started and bring up our host. I whoa, my switchboard's going a little crazy on me here. Um I do want to just make a mention that today is a very special day to me. Um today is the anniversary of John Lennon's passing and I always make note of every December eighth and I always play his Christmas song to 
to sort of start off my season of Christmas because it's just a date that I will never, ever, ever forget. So I want to say Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope your holidays are going well. And John Lennon, we miss you dearly. So here's Mike. Let's bring him up. Here we go. They have volunteered to be marooned for 39 days. This is their story. This is Survivor. How did you like that big double tribal council episode last night? I thoroughly enjoyed last night's episode. I was at a uh, viewing party for Reality for Diabetes in Cincinnati and a suburb outside of Cincinnati at Buffalo Wild Wings. Had an amazing time. Got to have a great dinner with a bunch of Survivor fans that are great friends, including the beautiful Isabel. And also there was Lori. Lori Doherty, Chris's wife, winner of uh, Vanuatu, Sash Linehan from uh, Survivor Nicaragua. So it was nice to see to see those guys and break bread and wings and and what an episode! Yeah, I was nothing. It couldn't happen better for people I like on the show. It's it's nice when a season things happen that you like, and of the players remaining, those are my least two favorite, and I'm glad the other six made it through. I totally agree. It had me worried there, that second trial. I was, I have to say, I was biting my nails a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they keep you, they kept us on our toes, and there were all kinds of, all kinds of twists and turns, and interesting stuff I found out. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention Roger Bingham, the, my first survivor I met, was also, was also president of the party, so it was good to see Roger. Yeah, certainly in good company. Yeah, and our, his beautiful fiance uh, Tammy, let me know that I did not. I wasn't aware of this. I didn't know Will Wall goes to school at Ohio State, which is just right here in Ohio. So I tweeted him, and he liked it. Hey, it was like, hey man, great job this season. Yeah, great to see you next week. And I'm from Wilmington, so maybe I'll get a chance to hang out with Will a little bit with those that millennial group up in Ohio. Wow. I want to let you know that your guest is on the switchboard. Amazing. I can't wait to talk to uh, Mr. Uh, well, to our guest. I'll let you announce it. So, <laughs> Mr. Bob Crowley, the winner right. of Survivor Worlds Apart. Let's bring him up. Uh, Gabon. But, yeah, let's uh, come on come down, Bob. Hey, how you doing, guys? We're We're good. We're good. How's how many inches of snow are there in Maine already? This uh, not even winter yet. Uh, well, uh, we, we had a bit to shovel, probably three or four inches altogether. Not nothing like what we have had or what other poor people are getting. Thank you very much, Mike. 
We had some of our first flurries here in Ohio tonight on my, I was wrapping up my seven miles, Bob. So we're joining that. I miss my 280 pounds sometimes because I, I sure get cold quickly. I can relate to that. <laughs> how, um, how have you been liking this season, Bob? And uh, we had a double boot last night. So I guess looking back at the beginning and to where we are now, the people, I guess the people you were rooting for, are they still in it or people you like not? Or where, where do you stand with these, this final six players? Yeah, I, I really, I really like this final six. It's going to be a real difficult, it's going to be, jeez, uh, I like them all. Um, and yeah. I, uh, it's going to be difficult to see them go, but it's going to be even more difficult to pick a uh, a winner because they they're all playing so well. And the interesting what the jury's going to say because the jury this this cast seems to be the biggest group of strategists I've seen. Uh, they just all are playing for keeps. For for sure, and big moves seem to you know get you far in the game and. Uh, but it looks like to making too many big a move it puts a big target on your back with this group, and they're not letting anyone go. It's I guess the first, you know, uh, Mari was seen as a threat way back in episode th- uh, two. You know, Paul was running the roost in the Gen X tribe, and they got him, and then Lucy hit it. Um, Michaela was had a lot of power. It's just, uh, you know, Chris and Jessica, Zeke, and a lot of these people are just really uh, – we seem like threats. We uh the the uh, Rodney's event. We both had a chance to meet Brett. Did you get any kind of a vibe that he was going to go this far when when uh at, at that event? Just the uh, interactions you had. I, I hope he didn't say where he how far he was going. But I seen Brett seem like a real energetic guy, and I didn't think he would make it this far. But I'm glad he I'm glad he made it this far. So where did where did you stand with all this? Uh, that, that that surprised me too. Um, but I uh, it's just what what's what I found so intriguing is the use, and I wish I'd kept notes on the use of uh, community islands. Uh, they were all used for either either wasted or, or but mostly used for other people, which this must be a top season for filling in an idol for somebody else. I mean, super did it for Maddie in my season, but. Yeah. I don't know the stats off the top of my head, which is shocking, and I, I'll probably research it for the our final uh, episode we do, but I would have to say, yeah, the most times either idols have been, you know, wasted and or used for someone else because no one's played an idol thus far for themselves, have they? Did David once, I think? I've I, I seen him want somebody doing it. Hannah was David. saved by uh, Adam, though, wasn't she? Well, Adam gave David gave away one, and Adam gave away one, and I think David's first time he used the idol, I think he saved himself, but he might have saved someone else. Let me let me. Well, shoot, I, I I'm the super fan know it all. I should I should know that. Let me let me check something real quick and see what well, I can. You just made my day, Mike. I love it when I can I can get you scrambling <laughs> off trying to get an answer. Well, we appreciate the late notice, Bob, so I'm glad to make you feel good. From the what I can see online, it appears that David played his idol for Jessica, and those five votes were totally nullified, and then he got his idol back, and he wasted his on – where did he play David? 
Oh, David played his idol for Ken the second time, and Ken was already immune and wasn't have to be wasn't hit by the rock. And then Adam played his for Hannah, so that actually worked. And then Jay played his, but the only one person voted. So this is some very interesting idol play. So I, I'm I'm curious. And with this, uh, they have another twist this season that we haven't seen exactly what it is. Do you have any? You're very you have a lot of wisdom in your head, a lot of experience. What do you think this legacy award could be? You're not really showing us what it is. I, I was trying to count the days. I thought we'd see it last night, but we don't know what it is. Do you have any hypotheses? Jeez, uh, I'm sorry, Mike. I, I defer to you for a good, a good hypothesis. Yeah. Um, I, they're calling it a legacy, right? So I, I don't... Does that mean I, I, I you know, they've, they've done so many twists and turns, uh, I have not a clue. I, well, I'll also uh, share your opinion. I guess my thing I'm thinking is you leave in your legacy, so maybe you get an extra vote is one idea. Your legacy could be maybe you get to determine someone else with it. Maybe you get to give someone else immunity, so that could be a legacy thing. Um, I'm also thinking perhaps you get, somehow you get booted out and maybe it's like some Redemption Island kind of deal where your legacy can change because you can let yourself back in. And I like how it it gets willed forward through the game if people get voted out. So I think they want to do something instrumental to the game because it's passed, it's been passed on from Jessica to Ken. So the producers, whatever it is. They didn't want it to get wasted. So I think it's going to be something very impactful, and especially going into the finals. Those are my guesses. Sherry, I, I said a lot and probably took all the possible variances. Do you have any anything you think it could I, be? I do. I do. I, I think they're going to put idols back out there in this final round. I think there's going to be more idols put back out, and I think this legacy is somehow going to have something to do with How how the clue is given to them that there's more idols back out in play, and maybe the person is going to you know first get a clue as to where the you know that there are more idols in play, and maybe they get to determine when and how the other cast members are told that there's more idols hmm, or something okay. like that. I don't know. But I think there's going to be more idols put out. Could it also be um, taking somebody out of the jury? Now, that's interesting because that, we just saw Ooh. that on the And that would be also legacy. Mr. Crowley coming out with uh, one of the Ooh, 50 series. That's I did a good say. one. Who do you, that's um, a good thought, Bob. With these final six, do you guys have any idea who each juror would want to knock out if they were afforded the opportunity? Uh, hmm. I'll try to take some guesses. I think, um, let's see who's left. Adam? I think Adam would probably want to get rid of Taylor if he makes it to the end, if he can get rid of a jury jury member. And I think that would be hilarious if Taylor got booted out. <laughs> Everybody has played both sides of the 
both sides of the game in the back side, the front side, the left side, the right side. There seems to be no real long-term close relationship. So it's, I just don't know, you know, who would have that. I, I just don't see a, a definite group of people that are going to vote for a definite person. Like you know, yeah. in the past. I don't I know. Yeah, I can see from some of the people that are gone that they may want to, they would have nullified like before. I don't know if you got to watch the Ponderosa videos, but Sunday and Jessica were at each other's throats, and then they finally reconciled on Sunday's Ponderosa video, which was, which was nice. But yeah, I don't see a like last season where there's these warring factions. Possibly, I would have said David or Zeke if they were both there, but now you know they're not there and. I don't know if David would nullify Zeke's vote just because he thinks he played him. And plus, he might think Zeke would really be a talker. So I, I don't, I don't know. But those are all good ideas, and we'll all find out on Wednesday what's going on. Yeah, uh, now did they show? Um, I know, did I dream this? Or did they show David making an idol, a fake idol? On the next time on Survivor, I saw an homage to. But making a fake idol, because I don't know if they're going to recirculate it, which might knock out Cherry's idea, but as the king of fake idols, and I think we've talked about it on here before, do you, I guess, what do you think? I don't know. I'm just kind of curious where David found his materials, because I think we've talked about it before. Have you talked about your process of finding the idols on this show? I can't recall if you have or not. Uh I don't, yeah, I don't remember whether I had or not, but yeah, I went to CVS, you know, in between episodes, and they had this great glue gun, and man, that just got me over the top. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was, I, it was amazing. I, the, the real thing that got me over the hump was um, the resin dripping off the head of the mahogany tree that was just like hot glue, it was like wax, but when it it melted at about 200, a little bit over 200 degrees. So when I heated up the stone that I found, which was an artifact, uh, uh, just the same size as the medallions we're using for immunity idols, the, uh, the, the, this wax, when I heated up the stone, just melted over it and hardened uh, just like shellac. And I got the beads and the pieces of glass and a couple of pieces of flint I chipped off. And... Uh, I was, um, I, you know, I planned to make an idol. I, I, I collected stuff to do that, but I, when I finished, I just couldn't believe what I pulled off. Um, it was, uh, I got myself on the back. It was wicked cool. <laughs> and you, uh, were you, I, I know how crafty you are, like, on the, up at the, up on the farm, but I don't really, I haven't seen, like, that, that arts and crafts side. Is that something, did you, did you, Make anything like that before? Did is it something you know you need to do out on the over in Gabon, or just how did that how did that come together? I mean, you're just I, was uh, that? Do you do stuff like this in your regular life? Anything similar, or was it just uh, something you made happen? Did you, did you ever see the uh, sculpture like the Tiffany lamps I built? I haven't built one in years, but uh, out in the Great Room, there's a um, my father built a um, brass a bronze glass lamp out of the artillery shells and a bell, and I put a scallop shell lamp on top of it. I've done a little bit of um, artsy-crafty stuff. Um, 
you know, all, sort of all my life, and I, I haven't, I don't take enough time um, to really excel in it. We keep saying my retirement, that's what I'm going to do. So, But you were kind of, we were kind of busy playing one of the best, if not, well, it's, it's one of my favorite events to be a part of, this Survivor Simulation, the Durham Warrior Survival Challenge. So, um yeah, we're gearing up. I think we were, I, I think we're going to get applications out at the first of the year. So if anyone's listening and you want to see what you have, what it to take, and you can't get on the real show, this the DWSC is the closest simulation that all the former players say it's the closest thing to playing the game besides leaving the country and going doing that in the tropics. So. We really encourage you to to come out, and it's for the Wounded Warriors Project, and it's a amazing thing, and I, I'm honored to be a part of it. I like I do all the a lot of the creative stuff with some other amazing people, and you know, designing a challenge isn't my in my wheelhouse. I have a lot of ideas always, but if you want me to hammer two boards together and actually use it, it might not be a good idea. But I can talk to the people that make it and have a great interview from them. But it's uh, <laughs> something I love, and why? Why do you? What got you interested in that, Bob? And why do you still work on it hundreds of hours a year? Well, uh, it's, it may be a little narcissistic, but I was thinking I would go and. Uh, Bob, uh, do you have us on uh, speakerphone, Bob? What's that? Do you have us on speakerphone? Yes. Let me take. It, it's very yeah, hard to better? hear. Understand? Yes, so much better. Okay, uh, sorry about that. Uh, I uh, uh, I was down in Celebration, Florida. Uh, you probably have with me, Mike. Um, and uh, we'd been out to um, California with Jillian's event, uh, mm-hmm. raising money out there. And we were, had gone to Kansas to uh, have that humanity. And we were down in Celebration, Florida. And I was saying to Peg, we really ought to do something to raise money and do something, you know, beneficial in the state of Maine. And uh, Steve Pickett, the great Steve Pickett, uh, was sitting there, I was talking with him, and he said, hey, I got a friend, John Batea. He's looking to buy, you know, a couple hundred acres in, in like, North Carolina or someplace to do a survivor event. And I said, well, I got 100 acres in, in Maine. Why don't, we, uh, uh, why don't we do it up there? And... We, you know, the family was just starting building the uh, main forest units, which we had the, this campground. And I said, how about if we raise money and let veterans and uh, active military and nonprofits, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, come experience the main woods and stay in the yurts for free? And I'm very proud of the fact that uh, Paige just gave me the numbers recently that over 500 people have come either in school groups or or veterans or Center for Grieving Children or um, uh, what's another one, um, uh, some of the mentally challenged, mentally handicapped people have been here uh, since since January of, of last year. So last year we did almost 500, 500 people coming and enjoying the state of Maine, and it's all uh, thanks to the Durham Warriors uh, fundraiser which thank you very much, Mike, for being proud of it and helping us out. Yeah, I was just coming out to help that first year, and I was like, hey, John, we we need to film some of this stuff, and we had some rudimentary stuff, and I was grabbing people and 
pulling him into the outhouse outside of the yurt and doing confessionals, and it's amazing. It's like watching Borneo, I guess, for the people that work on the the quote unquote real show. But the coolest thing is all these famous people that are aware of it and supportive of it. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jeff Probst has some familiarity or knowledge of it, and I know John's gets emails from Mark Burnett and from John Kierhofer, and he, we're getting consultation from the guy who makes the challenges we see, including two great immunity challenges last night. So it's amazing how connected this is, and we've got people that were going to play in the game of ours that went to the real game instead. It's just it's amazing what what you've been able to put together, Bob. So I'm glad I'm, 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 I'm honored to be a part of it, and uh, you've got this distinctive honor. I've met a lot of survivors, but – I've stayed in your house, God, I don't know, two oh, weeks, yeah. three full weeks, maybe? <laughs> yeah. We, so we, thank have, you. we always leave our, the, the couch is always there for you. So, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been great having you. And, and think of how lucky we are with all the people that, you know, the, the hundreds of volunteers. Um, and I, I love to say that, you know, it starts with, you know, like John Vitea, you know, organizing the whole thing and Steve Pickett helping to put things together and Kevin Thurber building some amazing challenges and oh yeah you and you doing some great interviews uh, andy and cassidy yeah yeah a bunch of great people just and it goes all, all the way down to uh the fellow that, that parks cars here he doesn't even come down and watch the event but he just likes what we're doing and he he stays right up to the house here and as he you know the the audience comes in he shows them where to park the car and send them down to, to help us so we got Everything from photographers to uh, the guy that parks the cars. The ladies that are cooking all that delicious food that I now can't oh. eat much of. Uh, it's it's amazing. So I can't wait. And we'll be plugging it every week, Bob, trying to get people to apply. And if you're, if you're age, I think our caps is 18. If you're age 18 to whatever age you think you can compete, put in a one-minute tape and apply for the show. We want to watch and have a lot of, a lot of people to – to look through and get an amazing cast. We've had four great casts and I can't wait to see who we find and the gameplay. And there's some interesting twists and turns that we're going to have in this game. And I can't talk about them, but <laughs> I think it's going to be amazing. And the last, last season I think is about to get released by Caleb. So, um, our, yeah, so our videographer. Go on the, um, Durham Warriors survival challenge website. Um, yep. they, they can see some of the challenges we've done, and some of the great the great um, survivors that have come. You know, Richard has come here, and Sandra Diaz has come, and Troy Zan, and Jimmy T is always here, and Tim Bertina has has come down to, to talk with us. And uh, it's just um, you know, if somebody wants to just if they're in New England and they can stop by, we usually have ten or ten or fifteen survivors that come and and help us with the uh, the game and, and, uh, and uh, just here to, to meet real Survivor fans. But we're really sort of strayed away from, are we supposed to be talking about this season? We're talking about. Yeah, we sure are, but it's uh, it's as near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, what those, I, we talked about challenges that, that Kevin makes. What did you think about these two immunity challenges? Because they were, both interesting with some new wrinkles that I don't I don't recall those specific challenges and that incarnation that were there, um, and I liked them both. The first immunity challenge, 
had the had the different parts to it. Well, let me just find my. I I usually like diagram these pictures, but it was neat the the you happen to stack up the discs and carry it across the balance beam, and then flip over your thing and go through that wire maze, and then rolling it down. Do you think you would have been good at that that challenge, Bob? The uh, the first immunity. Yeah, that would have been pretty much down my alley. Um, I was so frustrated with the way David was throwing the disc at the end. He was he was spinning him the wrong way. I, I know there's yep. a physics teacher in me, but I was yelling at the TV set again. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it, this may come as a huge surprise, but I was at the coffee shop this morning with Kevin Thurber, and we were analyzing both the challenges. Um, he was a little upset that they used our uh, uh, reinforcement rod, re-rod, to do that maze. They had to bring the uh, the stick through. Uh, oh, yeah. What did challenge. he want to use instead? Or did he want to use wood? Or what did he want to do? He, he thought they should use wood. But I was looking at him and thinking, oh, I know a guy named Steve Pickett that could build that for us. Um, not that we were going to use it this season, but that's a, you know, it would be a great challenge. And the one with the nails, such a simple challenge with the ball bouncing yep. down. And so, in the you know the frustration of trying to think of how to put a puzzle together, why you have to concentrate on listening to that ball bounce down, and then that um, that slow and tedious torture ramp. If you mess up, oh, you have to wait and watch that thing slowly walk back and forth. Um, that'd be a, that'd be a difficult one to to build that the, the, the slow challenge at the end, so that they were all even. And fair, but uh, mm-hmm. that I I I like that. It was uh, I thought that was. Uh, I don't. How does John Kehoffa? What's he do on weekends that he, he can come up with every every season? You know, I I like it when they repeat some of the ones and some of the, they bring some of the good challenges. But yeah. every season he's got a couple of knockout challenges, and I thought both of these were you know the. The first one was, you know, he, sort of a spin-off of stuff they've done before, but this one with the, the ball coming, you know, used as a timer was just, I thought was just uh, phenomenal. I don't know if he has a team or he maybe wakes up with a notebook by the side of his bed or they're, they're thinking about all this stuff because I know he's almost got a photographic memory when he sent this stuff to, to John and we, they were kind of spitballing some of our, our events we do. It was amazing the uh, – you know, he's like, yeah, on episode, on season whatever, episode whatever, reward challenge we did. So, I mean, it makes sense if you, if you sit there for weeks making this stuff. He just, he knows it, and that slow ramp was. was I, I was I was pretty blown away when I I, I ran into John Kierhofer at the finale, and I actually didn't know who he was for a second because I, I'm not really good at that. And he started talking to me, and he goes, gee, I see you all the time. And I'm looking at him, thinking, why would you, you know, hey, who are you, and why would you see me all the time? He goes, we're, we're always going over the challenges. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, you're John. And yeah. he goes, my favorite level one episode is when Peggy showed up. And I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, that was almost nine years ago. And I understand him knowing my name, but to remember Peggy's name, who was just there for the, the love one episode, and it was eight years ago, I just... It just sort of uh, falls into his photographic memory. I, I was it's just phenomenal. very impressed. Does John? And here's a question I've never asked the cast on the, the my five seasons on here. So when you're getting the explanation for the challenge, I know there's usually like a extensive 
the tutorial and they explain how that particular challenge works. Does Cure Offer come out and actually explain that, or does Jeff do that, or other producers like you know, like yours with Parsons? How does that work? Je- Jeff does it with a lawyer sitting there next to him. Okay. And in general, well, I like it, these ones here where everybody um, has this, the, um, the you know, they're all doing the same challenge. Uh, but when you're doing a challenge as when you're still a separate tribe, yeah, he, there's a there's a lawyer that sits here right with him, and he explains to like he explains to the Dakota tribe what we're going to do, what the challenge was like, uh, blah blah blah, and then he would go over and explain the exact same thing to the Fong tribe, and the lawyer was there to make sure that he didn't leave anything out or add anything to the other tribe, just to keep him right on task. Um, and so very often, you know, they may even have a chance to practice throwing that ball up to get it started, or they um, sometimes they'll, they'll um, give you a chance, give everybody a chance just to get a feel for what's what's happening. Certainly not carrying a disc, or uh, but um, maybe if they have the slingshots or that yeah, sort of thing, yeah. they, they may give them a, a chance to try them out, but. Um, but it's a uh, it brings it brings back fond memories every time I watch the show. Awesome, and it's it's got to be nerve wracking. You know, you had your own immunity run, which is one of the better ones. But were the was the constant crew something that you could, you know, blend away from your mind, or was it always on your mind that all these other people are watching what's going on, or how how is it to actually compete out there? I mean, you got to deal with your for your season seventeen other competitors, but there's what hundred some people just like standing around. So I guess you, are you ever like forget they're there or how does that work? Yeah, I mean, you never notice that they're there. Cause you so, okay. like when, Peggy, when Peggy came out, she was freaked out uh, at the loved one episode. Because when she came out, she said there were like, there were like 80 people there with cameras up in the trees and down in the bushes. And, and all I remember was there were like four slices of pizza and a beer <laughs> and the, you know, I you know you're so intent on the game, the you know strategy with you know your teammates, and that you um, you just I just never remember um, noticing the cameras. Um, that okay. being said, uh, there was a challenge that we had where we had to find puzzle pieces in the hut, and they were mm-hmm. like 26, 26 huts. Well. I went into the first two or three huts and didn't, there wasn't anything in there. There were only certain huts they were in. Well, I went in a hut and there was a cameraman in there and to take a picture of me picking the puzzle up out of the, the basket. And then I started realizing, well, I'll just look for huts with feet, you know, with cameras in them. And so, <laughs> you know, and so then I, I went in, there was a, 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 one of the cameramen was in a, a hut and I ran into it and I pulled it, opened it up and there was nothing there. And I thought, well, that blows that theory. And then I thought, no, wait a minute. What can I see from where he's standing? I, I noticed he was looking at the, the hut across from the one he was in. And I ran over there and found a, a puzzle piece there. And uh, I remember Kenny was so upset with me because he said that was cheating. I said, yeah, I guess so. But, uh, that's probably why I won that one. Yeah, I would say from uh, from your season, who is uh, the person you probably – would least likely to, if they called your phone, least likely answer? And who do you think you interact with the most from your season and have the best rapport with? Is Kenny, uh, are you and Kenny still pretty strained, or is that better uh, at all? Or 
I haven't. Kenny and I have never really chatted. He, I think he's still, um, he's pretty annoyed with me not giving him the idol and letting him uh, blindside me. But without a doubt, the, the closest person I, I am with is Susie Smith, who came in second. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I've been to her house to visit her, and she's come out here. And it was fun to have her come out, and it, you know, we could so we could entertain her. I think she's going to come next summer. Um, oh, cool! It'd again. be great to see her. It's unfortunate the one of the, the recent occurrence there, but she's in our thoughts and prayers for sure with what she had, what they recently had to deal with. Yeah, yeah her son was killed in the uh, car accident. Um, yeah, Michael, maybe you could. Um, um, I I believe this season here. Um, I I'm never good at, at rumors, but um, I heard that Adam's mother has passed away yes sir to my knowledge i think of it yeah. was like a week maybe or not even a week after they returned maybe like a couple days she, i oh, think he maybe briefly got to see her yeah so yeah. uh if you when, when you see him just um give him my condolences i know sort of what it's like because my dad died just about two weeks before the show started when i got home but he never saw the first show, so I, I can sort of empathize with how frustrating it is to, you know, and what what how tough it's going to be for him to watch the show and watch when his brother comes and sees him, and you know that's it's all going to bring back, um, you know, very heartfelt um, situations. I will, Bob. I would be glad and honored to, to pass that on to him. And I'll mention. I think Adam will really appreciate it because I've seen online some places that they named the Merge Tribe in honor of Earl Cole, winner of Fiji. So uh, I think he'd be he'd be he definitely knows who you are as being a super fan. And I would I would love to to pass that on. And with that, with uh, we saw Jay's not been my favorite throughout the season, but he keeps growing on me, and I love the the love-hate-yin-yang relationship there. And I think we saw a real genuine moment there between Jay and Adam talking about their moms. And um, I know there's been animosity between them, but I really don't think they would either side use that against it. But it's amazing um, how you're all battling for a million dollars, but stuff like that, you know, is worth a lot more to people than any stack of cash. Is just something like your mother. And those are those are big things for, for you there. So, did you? What did you think of that moment there? I thought it was one of the best. Or Sherry, sorry, I've been rambling on here like crazy, but I thought that was real touching. And usually it's family visits and medevacs that get me, but last night it almost got me again, tearing up with it. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I, what I liked about it is it really appeared um, real sincere. Um, mm-hmm. Jay's immediate, you know, reaction, reach up and pull his buff down so that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, real men don't cry that much. And, you know, yeah. he, he wanted to, I'm, I'm sure he just wanted to, you know, hide a little bit. Um, yeah. So, but it looked, I, I really liked the fact that they they really looked like they had a sincere moment. Um, it will be interesting to see how that, how that plays out next week. Yeah, I hope there's not any animosity once one of them finally goes because they've, you know, both shared a lot of things. And I, it was nice that Jay let, Adam go. It was nice that Adam gave away his reward. So you'd be curious what that happens with the 
going into this final six, um, I don't know if you're a betting man, but do you have any? Do you have your? Who does your heart tell you is going to win, and who does your gut tell you is going to win? Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Adam, um, just okay. uh, because he, he's got the, you know, uh, but they, gosh, they all, they've all played hard and played well. Um, uh, you know, Ken's a, you know, is a powerhouse. But it's always Jay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think Jay's sort of in the same position that, that I was. I don't consider myself a powerhouse, but everything's relative. And I guess I was in, in my season. They, you know, I mean, he knows that if he doesn't um, have an idol, that he's, you know, he he, he may have issues. But, but with yeah. the, again, with, with this season, you get, you know, you get so confident that you figured out what everybody's thinking and. Who's going to, you know, align with who, and then bam, some, you know, like Will will do what Will did, and then all of a sudden Will's sitting in the jury. So yeah, interesting. Sherry, do you have a do you have a take on that, or do you have anyone you're leaning towards? Um, all right, I don't know. Maybe you're muted, or maybe we've got she's screening calls. Bob, how do you think you would have played if this game existed when you were 18 and you were like Will? Do you think you would have played in a similar way, or do you understand because you taught school for quite a long period of time, and does Will remind you of your students? And this, what do you feel about this new school or newer school mentality of we've got to build a resume, and if you don't make good moves, you know you don't deserve it, and this you know this person's a goat and this person's not like. What's what's your mistake as somebody that won this game, the best game ever made? Uh, yeah, but I won the game as an old man, as opposed to if I yeah. had, if I'd been 26 and played the game, I wouldn't have done very well because I was I was too uh, uh, too Irish. <laughs> you know, oh, there uh, you go. I understand. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I thought I thought Will did. A, a great job. As soon as he said that he was sort of in control, I thought, "Oh my gosh, don't say that." That's a, you know the curse of death uh, yeah. in Survivor. Uh, but I really liked the way he. I, I liked the way he had um, both of them have sort of grown up so much. I mean, David is not the whiny little scaredy cat that he was at the beginning. He's, he's sort of turned into a, a real man, and you know, Will. I think has has matured, you know. <laughs> you know, and you're only talking twenty five days, twenty twenty eight days, thirty days, and uh, it, ma- it it makes a heck of a difference in a person's life. For Those sure. Those good questions to ask next week. Uh, I'm fascinated. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting next week. I'm uh, I'll be out there again, and we'll miss you. It was neat having you for a couple finales. I don't think you're making it to this one though, right? No, no, I've. Some of us have got to work here. <laughs> oh, so, well. I was, I was out cutting wood today, and not, Paige had me pulling down some trees that were too close to the earth. Uh, I'll be doing that next week, too. Yeah. So, while, you, while you're out there, not that I need to remind you, but just don't forget to show out the Durham Warriors survival challenge to these guys who, whether any of them are interested in oh. you know, coming and helping or watching or 
volunteering. You know, if John has any postcards or anything, I'd love to. Uh, I'll have to ask him and think, see if he could think to maybe make some. I, I always talk about it when I'm at, you know, meeting the new cast, talking about, you know, all the various events, but definitely that one if they want to play or, you know, get involved. So I'll be, I'll be pushing it, and uh, I'll be pushing myself. I'm going to be going to two show tapings and hopefully Survivor two. Um, going to the Kimmel show and the Conan O'Brien show Wednesday. I really hope I'm in the audience with seat fillers. And uh, Tuesday, um, we last year we walked up to the Hollywood sign, and this year we're going to do some hiking in the Runyon Canyon, hopefully, and be you know trendy hipsters out in California working out there. But it's going to be fun, and I'm going to make sure I don't spend all my time sitting in a hotel lobby stalking people from TV. So I'll be doing that some of the time, but not all the time. So. Well, you get what right, night are you going to shows? Uh, Monday and Thursday, and I really hope Wednesday is the show. I don't have tickets for officially yet, but I really hope I do. We'll see. You're going to Kimmel, and what nights are those? Uh, Kimmel is Monday evening, and uh, the Conan O'Brien show is Thursday. And those were easy to get. I got four tickets, and I put as a promo code, hashtag masturbating bear from his old TV show on NBC, and I instantly got four tickets. So I guess that was some secret promo code. And then the Kimmel show took about a month, but I finally got notification of that earlier this week. And we'll know about the Survivor finale probably in a few days, usually about four days before the finale. We find out if we get tickets. So. I certainly hope you do. Me too. But, yeah, I'll plug it, Bob. And I know I said it would be about half an hour, and we're only going to do about an hour tonight. So if you want to hang out, we're going to recap just a little bit more. But I, I appreciate you coming on, man. And I I, I love all the Crowleys, and I hope I'm an honorary Crowley. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll leave the light on for you. Listen, I'll just listen to you guys chat, but why not let you guys finish up? All right, sir. Well, thank you. Okay, thanks for having me, Mike. Yep, happy holidays and Merry Thank Christmas. Thank you, ma'am. Same to you guys. Thanks, now. Yeah. Well, Sherry, I was kind of talking a mile a minute there, so um, any uh, things that happened throughout the course of the episode that you wanted to highlight or mention that we haven't, I haven't directly covered? I think we had a lot of good interaction and back and forth with these warring factions, and it's interesting the strategizing with, with Jay's idol and you know Hannah, I I I I liked Hannah, but I like I don't. I'm interested why she was so gung ho on Sunday versus Brett. I guess she really thought she was a better goat candidate because at least Brett's more sociable. At least what we've seen. I just don't know if we ever. I don't know much about Sunday except she didn't like Jessica because they voted for her. Like, so I don't know. I'm just kind of curious there. So what, what do you, you think? No, we Hannah never really did get to know her. Yeah, um, and that's kind of sad that she was on this entire season. We really never did get to know Sunday that well. Um, mm-hmm. But then we really didn't get to know a lot about Brett either. Yep. Um, We've got to know more because Brett's been opening up about you know some some of his uh, his sexual identity right. stuff, which I thought was you know some really really great episodes there because he was just you know feeling more comfortable, and I think that he and Zeke made a good connection there that, you know, going into Zeke going out, he may not have gotten that vote, but, and he didn't, I don't think he did it to get the vote, but it's just neat that I think Brett 
Brett, when you look at this jury, you know, we that's one of the factors you're going to have to start considering is who's on the jury. And now he's got he's got Sunday and Zeke, who he made a bond with, and Chris, who I think they're going to like him possibly more just because he, he was with them for so long. So I don't know how how that's going to work and who ends up getting on the jury from there. You know, I could see if Ken or David aren't in there. I don't. I think Brett made a snide remark at, at Ken that one tribal, so maybe they won't work. But I, I think Brett's got a decent shot with the jury if it's all about who burned me least or who, you know, I have less blood on their hands. So I don't know. True. I don't think he's done a lot. I think he's just maneuvered his way through. I just he, I think he hasn't gotten in the way. I think he hasn't yeah, gotten himself I, in anybody's crosshairs, you know. But I don't think he's done a lot in the game to actually win. I just don't think he's, like I said, I don't think he's put himself in anybody's crosshairs. But... As far as who's going to win, I think it's either going to be Adam or Jay. Okay. But, you know, there's always those seasons that somebody comes up, you know, from behind and surprises you. And, you know, it could be Brett or Hannah or, you know, Ken or I don't know, you know. Yeah, I think the the most difficult person to kind of get through, I think the biggest target that he's walking around with, he's a little guy, but. Oh, David, I unless he gets immunity, I think David should should get the boot. I think Ken would stay with him, but I think everyone else can see the writing on the wall that David's really strong strategically, and he's articulate. Same with Adam. I think Ken could be a threat from winning the challenges, but I don't know how well Ken could do talking to the jury. And I think I, – I don't know where the jury kind of feels with Ken. I know Hannah thinks he's a bee's knees, but – I, I don't know. I, I don't know what – I would be curious with the Vegas odds or wherever they do odds for Survivor, it's somewhere. I know there's some offshore betting that some people get involved in, but I I don't know. I could see Hannah getting to be more of a – she reminds me of Sophie, just kind of controlling things, but I think we've gotten to know Hannah a lot better. Brett doesn't really remind me directly of anyone in the past. Adam reminds me of like oh, – kind of like a – heterosexual Todd with less control over his tribe. Um, Jay is your Aussie, Aussie kind of guy who can, you know, win challenges. And, uh, you know, David's this whole other, whole other entity for me. So it's curious. And it's got to be one of the few times I can remember that it's four or it's five guys and a, and a lady. I think the ratio there, I'll have to run some statistics but there's only a few times I can think with that many guys at the end. Usually there's some other kind of combination. I can't – I'm just running through some final some final threes in my head, and it's having all dudes is relatively rare to not have a woman in there, and we'll see what happens to get to that. The only final three I can think of that were all guys is Nicaragua. But I, as soon as I said that, I'm going to keep racking my brain to see – other other times, yeah, worlds apart. It was of guys course. and girls. You know how I feel about Dave and and Ken. I've been pulling for them all season long. 
And I would be thrilled to see Dave when, I mean, just to see the smile on his face. To For see sure. I the think, growth, yeah. you know, from what he was when he stepped on the island. He was so afraid of everything. Yeah. I mean, his own shadow scared him. <laughs> so, and to see what he is today, you know, he's grown so much. And I would be thrilled to see him win Survivor. Um, and Ken, I think, is just so humble. And oh. he gave a lot of himself to his tribe and I think carried them through when a lot of them really didn't give him the recognition he deserved and he certainly didn't demand it. You know, he was very humble. Um, but and he without fed his help, them. I think the Gen X might have had even more trouble at the beginning of the game. He kind of carried him in a, the few challenges they were able to do well before they did the tribe swap. So Exactly. So you know, I think he he would certainly be another deserving winner in my eyes. Um, he hasn't won a whole lot since we've gone to individual immunity, but he has won once um, since individual immunity. And considering what he did, you know, during the the tribal, you know, having care for a tribe and then winning once during individual immunity I'd say he's you know he's a contender he's he's had to uh, play the game hard and then he really almost blew up his own game a week ago that one bad move I think that would be Ken's you know, his biggest con would be, yeah, that kind of, I don't know why he did that and why he felt he needed to test. I think maybe he got a little too arrogant maybe or a little too confident and just wanted to kind of prove where he was. I think so. all these people have, you know, things they've done well and things they haven't. You know, Jake being so tight with Taylor and Figgy is kind of his bad thing. Uh, Hannah maybe maybe too indecisive at times. Brett you know, making smart remarks to Ken and getting, like, super wasted at some of these rewards. And, you know, they might think he hasn't played well. Adam, I think, has kind of been too, a little too much like a robot at times with some of his logic and reasoning for what he's done. It's gotten him really far. So I'd say that David threat right now, I think people know he's too just when it, and when it comes to the strategic side, he's probably the most strategic and he's, you know, so likable. He he can just talk his way off a lot of it. And even in the challenges now, he's getting very competitive in those. So, you know, it's I'm 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 really looking forward to this finale. If that's inside a CBS studio or just watching it at some TV or online, wherever we're watching the the show, I, I'm just stoked for this. And I and there's been some arguments with some of the super fans and fans of online communities that people don't you know, like this season that much. I like this season more than Korong, for sure. I think, you know, there were maybe – I like all Survivor, but I, I like this season better than Korong right now. I thought there's better gameplay and more interesting things. Um, so that that's where I stand. I'm going to say I'm going to pull for 
My power ranking of who I think will win and who I want to win are pretty similar. I'm just going to go with David first, Adam second, Ken third, Jay. No, I'll go Hannah fourth, Brett fifth, and then Jay is just last for me. I, I don't. I think if he gets there, he's going to be less strategic and just the jury likes him and he'll have to win to get his way there. I think he's less strategic than some of the other people. So that's that's kind of where I am. Yeah. You know, Jeff Probst last night was even saying, you know, how strategic they were in the season. And talking about how you can't hide um, in in this season. Yeah. And I think uh, you know, a lot of them may want to, you know, sort of put their head down and, and be invisible at times and go under the radar and strategize in their own heads, but you cannot hide now. Um, you have to be seen, I think, is what Jeff, Jeff yeah, that Brooks was a good quote we want to make sure we mentioned. Yeah. Um, so it's been a really good season, I think. I agree with you. There's not one episode that I have felt like, you know, that was kind of boring. Um, every episode this season has really been a good episode, and I think they've really done well at, at keeping us involved and, and on the edge of our seats at times. So, to me, that's a great season when you can keep me, you know, guessing and keep me on the edge of my seat and You know, always wondering what's coming next. That's a good season. And from this final bunch, I think they've developed all these characters. I don't think we have anything mysterious like, you know, you know Michelle last year where it was like Aubrey Ty, Aubrey Ty, Aubrey Ty. And now we've got all these people we know of things about them. We've seen specific things they're doing. Maybe they haven't really shown us what Brett's, you know, strategically doing, which maybe he doesn't get far. But there's been David and Adam and Hannah are super strategists. So, yeah, I'm I'm really – it's been a whirlwind, and it's going to finish in a fever pitch. I think we're going to have very competitive finals in the jury here. I don't know. The jury's kind of holding their cards close, too. And have you gotten a chance to watch any of the Ponderosa videos? Because they're doing some fun stuff in those. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you have or not. I, I have – I watched some of the earlier ones. I haven't watched many of the later ones, so – I need to go back and get started on those again. One thing that they did when Will got voted out, they all made up fake real jobs that they were doing, and they Will believed it for about 24 hours, and then they fessed no up to kidding. it. Zeke said that he was a FBI agent. Uh, Taylor said he's a professional soccer player. You know, Jessica said that she was incarcerated in China, um, and then they're just playing it up like crazy. And then they, they, then they, oh then they let Will know. Then they let Will know, and he got kind of—he wasn't really that mad. But he was just like, "Well, that was kind of a dumb thing to do to me." Uh, so, and the cool thing 
is Will lost 20 pounds out there. He went from 164 to 144, which I didn't really notice it on Will for some reason. I noticed he was a little leaner, but I, I wouldn't have thought 20 pounds. But Sunday, you want to take a guess where she started and where she ended up on weight? Boy, I don't want to guess, but tell me. She went in at, right at 150 and was down to 125, so she dropped 25 pounds in 36 days or 35 days. So that was wow. A lot of lot of weight there for a lady, and uh, there was a lot of tension with her and with Sunday and Jessica. But towards the end of Sunday's video, they did reconcile. So that was that was nice to see. I don't like you know, the cast members being at each other's throats, it's nice when there's that reconciliation before the season's over. So. Right, right. Well, I'm glad that that's over then. Um, poor Jessica really, you know, I felt so bad for the way she went out. Yep. You know, rock jaw is a hard way to go. I mean, she made the decision, but that's just a tough way. It's intense. But, um, so. For, um, do you want to talk about what's going on next week, or we want to let more of this promos talk about that? Because some of it's up in the air, I think, still, so. Well, next week, um, you mean on Manic Monday? Yeah. um, This coming Monday, I'm going to have a survivor come on. Uh, Michelle Costa won't be doing Manic Mondays because she has to work for the Patriots game. And normally we talk about Big Brother stuff on Mondays. But next week, I'm going to change it up a little bit. And on Manic Mondays... I'm going to have Dan Foley come on and talk about Survivor on Mondays. So all you Survivor fans can join us on Mondays for the Manic Monday show at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central with Dan Foley coming on to talk about Survivor. And Thursday is sort of up in the air right now. We're not sure if we're going to do a Thursday show next week or if we're going to wait until Mike gets back from his whirlwind tour out in L.A. and do a big recap show the following Thursday. Um, I know everyone's going to be wanting to do a recap show with Mike, um, but he isn't going to be getting back until late Thursday, so. Friday, actually. I fly in Friday morning. Oh, yeah. I'm taking a red eye. So I'm going morning. right from the show taping to the to the airport, so it's going to be insane. So, yeah. So, we may not have a show next Thursday. We might wait until the following Thursday to recap Survivor here on the Rad Reality Show. But it will be a doozy because Mike will have gone out to L.A. and will have met all the uh, current Survivor cast from Millennials versus Gen X and will come home with 
stories from the Survivor finale, along with doing the recap from the finale itself. So it will be a great show. So that's where we're at with the recap of Survivor on Mike on the Mic. It will probably be two weeks from tonight. So save up those questions, folks. We'll most likely be back then, and I'll have all sorts of exciting tales, and hopefully we can snag some people from uh, Millennials versus Gen X once I meet them and, you know, become instant friends with all these cool people. And I'm excited because I'll be, (laughs) after this finale, I'll be at 467 cast members met, as long as I meet everybody. And I'm working on a few angles out there to possibly meet somebody in California I've never met. And Christmas Eve Eve, I've got plans to hopefully finally meet Karen Gridell from Survivor Palau up in the Cleveland area. So it should be an exciting time. So 467, possibly 468, huh? 468 by, by the end of December, and there's a chance it could get to 469. So we'll see what happens. Wow. That's amazing, Mike. That is absolutely amazing. That is a whole lot of survivors to meet. I'm almost to the point where the survivors I met will be more than I my max weight, which is just insane, so And where where are you on your weight right now? Um, I'm right around 245 or so. I, I got to 241 and just trying to stay in the 240s and, you know, just keep up the exercise and keep up the healthy living and just try to stay constant and not gain much back. And then after my 18 months post-surgery, we're gonna, I'm going to start getting evaluated for possibly a plastic surgery procedure just because there's going to be a lot of extra skin I can't get rid of. It's mostly skin and some muscle and not much fat even left, so. That is incredible, Mike. I mean, 245, did you think you, I mean, I, I knew you, you knew you could do it. You you had that, that drive, but to actually be there now has to be so amazing to you. Yeah, you're I, you're I, a big guy. I, I, what, how tall are you? Um, like between six two and six three. So yeah, I was uh I I I when I first started, at the bottom of my heart was like to go to half. If I could get to like two sixty, you know that was one of my non-announced big goals I was trying to hit. So getting to that was really cool, and then able to press forward and even get more. And whatever else I'm able to do when I keep toning up and, you know, if I have to have any procedures just to get the skin and throw it in the trash or give it to some burn victim or whatever they do with skin they cut off former fatties, um, I just, I, I, I thought I could do it and I know my work ethic, but I even surprised myself sometimes with, you know, how, how much I was able to do. Uh, I, yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah. There's just so many people that are so proud of you, and I'm I'm certainly one of them. 
And I hope you, you know, just enjoy every moment of your new life and realize, you know, the accomplishment you've made and live every day with all the gusto that you can. You know, life is short and just enjoy every moment of it and, you know, just appreciate the accomplishment you've made because you've certainly done something a lot of people couldn't do. I I appreciate it, Sherry. And hopefully this pays dividends aside from great health. My uh, my hat's in the ring for Survivor, and I've I've actually got some notes on the video I formally submitted. So I'm gonna make some adjustments, and we'll see what happens. It'd be great to. I love the show so much, and it's such a part of my life. I I hope if I ever get to, I hope I have the chance to get out there and and prove that I have what it takes, and I want to entertain America and make a difference and encourage other people in my position just to get up and take that first step and get themselves into shape. That's, that's would be a huge thing. I would, I, I would be so humbled that I could have that kind of impact on, you know, millions of Americans and hopefully get our country less obese and more what healthy. What an honor that would be. You know, if you got on Survivor, then you would, then you would have the platform as a Survivor alumni, you would have the platform to go out and speak to all kinds of people about your journey and give back to all kinds, which you already do. You, You participate in all kinds of charities already. But, you know, the charities that you'd be involved in, but the people's lives that you'd be able to touch would be just immense. And I I know you want to get on it because of your love for the game, but also to to speak to so many people that you'd be able to to touch their lives and change their lives and and show them that you know you can do this, you can you can get there. And so I wish only the best for you. I hope. To goodness, we see you on that show real world soon. Um, so I'm going to be saying prayers for that. We're going to wrap up tonight's show with Ron, as we always do. But everybody, keep saying prayers that we see Mike Albright on Survivor really, really soon. Here's Ron to take us out for the night. And make sure you join us on Monday for Manic Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, and back here two weeks from tomorrow, two weeks from tonight, for our wrap-up show with Mike Albright. Mike on the mic. Here's Ron to take us out. Good night, everybody. God bless. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys and thank you all for coming in.
bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It's always a great one with Mike. All right, Mike, say good night. Good night, everybody. That's a wrap for us tonight. Good night, all. <laughs>